0: Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. As you may know, our website is up and running, and if you haven't gone there, I encourage you to do so. Uh, At the UncommonSensePodcast.com, you can see all kinds of things, including archived podcasts from Season 1. We're currently on Season 2, and you can see all of those and and, and, uh, listen to those there. Uh, my wife, Christy, she writes a blog and you can read those. I encourage you to do that. They're awesome. They're better than the podcast as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and right now we, uh, as, as we've told you, we are going to continue to improve that website. And right now you can go on to the shop and you can get uncommon sense, um, merchandise and right now t-shirts and mugs and and we're going to continue to add things to that uh and and we're just very excited we have uh tried to um to monetize uh the the, the podcast not in a way that uh is kind of intrusive so in otherwise in other words um i I'm not a big fan of of sticking a commercial right in the middle of the podcast, <laughs> and so uh, it, we, we have we have tried to shy away from that kind of thing as much as possible. But uh, if you would like to support the podcast, this is a great way of doing it. We, do, we just make a few dollars off of each T-shirt, and and if you want to go there and and uh, and get some merchandise, that would be awesome. So anyway, I encourage you to at least look at it and see what you think. And give us some feedback there. Uh, I've been asked a number of times about the the vaccine the, the coronavirus vaccine and what I think about that and I have to tell you uh, I I've, I've shied away from it a little bit on the podcast uh, about talking about what my opinion of it is um, and 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 I do so for a couple of reasons number one I don't think we know a whole lot about the vaccine that um, it, it is definitely something that uh, it was brought out very quickly in uh, and, and and it's a different type of vaccine than most of the vaccines that we've seen for other other things. Um, it is also something that you know we it's it's an, it, it hasn't been approved uh, for use is been approved for emergency use, and there is a difference there because there's a lot of things about it that we just don't know. and so I feel like, in some ways we're we're almost being like guinea, you know, like guinea pigs in, in a lot of ways and 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 the other thing that that i am, am weary of is that over the years uh our government has been um uh, has been slow they've they've, they've drug their feet on a number of medicines and um and 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 those medicines have been approved in in other areas around the world with with no problems whatsoever but here people even people that that were dying couldn't get them and uh and and here i think if we we're, we we're, we've now sped up that process so much with this vaccine that if something goes wrong here we're going to set back that process of trying to get these these life-saving medicines to people uh, greatly and so I, I'm a little bit weary about things like that and, and and I'm just not to be honest with you I'm just not a medical guy <laughs> I'm just I I know that sounds weird and, I, and my wife I mean that's her career and so I, I you know there, there are those that absolutely love that kind of thing but for me I am just not a medical guy I just don't have a lot of interest there I mean you, you know for me, I, I I have interest in things that bore a lot of people. Uh, you know, I have no problem l- looking through a budget or or uh, you know reading Robert's Rules of Order uh, for <laughs> for uh, a meeting, you know, or whatever. I, I know I, I tend to think a little bit weird sometimes, uh, but when it comes to medical stuff, uh, just it, it just does not hold a lot of interest for me. I I am fascinated by how God put us together and and how our bodies uh work and that type of stuff but um but you know I, even when I was uh younger and just fresh out of high school and I took the ASFAB uh test to see if uh military uh career was something that that uh, was for me uh, I scored so well on it that the Navy said, "You know what? We want you and we and you all you have to do is just simply name whatever medical field you want to go into and uh, anywhere and they this was their words anywhere from a chiropractor to a mortician and and we will pay for your your, your entire schooling uh and as long as you join the navy and and I, you know i the more I, th- I thought about it the more i thought i just don't have anything medical i really have enough interest to go into so anyway that that's just a little bit about me but uh so i shied away a little bit from the vaccine discussion but what i did find is that there is a website and it's called should christians take the vaccine now this started to interest me and so here's what uh here's what the the website is it, it it's it's a A website with eight short videos about why the Bible tells us we should take the coronavirus. Now, each video uh, apparently comes from a guy by the name of Curtis Chang. Curtis Chang is... Is a guy who runs an organization called Redeeming Babel. Now, not sure how he got that name. (laughs) We could, we probably go off on that, but uh, I'll refrain. Uh, Curtis Chang graduated, and 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 I I wanted, I wanted to cover, I wanted to know who this guy was because uh, I've had a couple people that have uh, pointed me to this website, and uh, so I I did a little digging, tried to see who who he is, because basically in the videos, all he says is that he's a former pastor and now he's uh, a um, a seminary professor who teaches pastors, and so that's all he'll say. But when I did some digging, this is who Curtis Chang is. Now he graduated from Harvard University with a BA in—did I say Bible? No, he he has a BA in government. Uh, he was an adjunct professor at Harvard, teaching public policy, and he writes for the Stanford Social uh, Innovation Review. Um, whose self-described tagline is informing and inspiring leaders of social change. None of his writings have to do with the Bible or its principles at all. If you go on to those writings there on that, uh, there's, it's it's all about how do you conduct a, a board meeting better or whatever. Um, he is currently a professor at Fuller Theological Seminary and he is also a counseling professor Professor at Duke Divinity School. Uh, he has won uh, an Obama White House Award for Social Innovation as the founder and head of Counseling Within Reach, a firm uh, serving nonprofits and government. Uh, that Counseling uh, Within Reach describes itself as a, a team of experts from both corporate and nonprofit backgrounds that use professional skills to serve social uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, He also served as the designated expert on capacity building for the Skoll World Forum. The Skoll World Forum on uh, Social uh, Entrepreneurship seeks to um, accelerate the entrepreneurial solutions to the world's most pressing problems by uniting social entrepreneurs with essential partners in the collaborative pursuit of learning, leverage, and large-scale social change large-scale social change. So you may ask, why did I have to go into all that? Why do we have to look into this guy and see, you know, who he is? Well, it's because it it tells you a little bit about his perspective. I want to know where he's coming from. If he's going to tell me that as a Christian, I need to take the virus, then I want to know from where he comes from. I don't, it's, it's, it's not enough for me just to know that, well, he was a pastor at one time and now he teaches pastors. Uh, I want I want to see what perspective that he comes from, and it's not, you know, it's not necessarily a biblical one here, uh, but it's it's a social change perspective from which this individual, Mr. Chang, comes from. So let's take a look. Uh, we want to look at the videos that uh, that are here, and uh, a, a close look at number one, which is entitled "Introduction: Should Christians Take the Vaccine." Says our video series seeks to help Christians think biblically about the vaccine. To be upfront, we do make the case that Christians should indeed take the vaccine and do so for important biblical reasons. So okay, so I, I'm on board with that. I I, I want to hear what he has to say as far as what the Bible says about taking a vaccine. All right. So so it's it's good to be upfront. And and telling you that he's trying to convince you to take the vaccine and that it's biblical to do so. All right. So what's he say then? He says one of the key themes running through our series is how Christians are supported, or uh, I'm sorry, supposed to trust something. Now I, I want to read that again. He says one of the key themes running through our series is how Christians are supposed to trust something. The answer to the question should Christians take the COVID vaccine really depends on the underlying question of trust. Quote, my trust in the vaccine is not based on on, on my direct understanding of all the science sci- and scientific details. I trust the vaccine because I trust experts who are tasked with understanding the science for me. Okay, so let me ask you, where in the Bible... Does it say that we are to have a blind trust in quote experts unquote? You know, I, I'm not saying that we don't go to doctors. I'm not saying that at all. Okay, um, but what? But to say that the Bible says to trust these experts that have been all over the map when it comes to the coronavirus. I mean, you know, from from. It's not spread through people, to you know. We need to triple mask and and socially distance up to 24 feet apart. I mean, uh, and, and that's not exaggeration. These those are all things that we've been told, and 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 you hear even like you know the Pope of medical experts, Dr. Fauci, right, has has admitted to lying to everyone on such topics as you know herd immunity. So so that he can get his way, and he he wants us to do a certain thing, and so he lies to us. He's admitted to that, and and we're supposed to now trust these experts, and that's what he's telling us is a key part of why we're supposed to take the vaccine as Christians. All right, so let's let's continue. He says, and here is the important biblical principle that is. A good thing. God designed us to trust. God designed us to trust institutions and experts. This was true in the way God designed the society of Israel to trust kings, prophets, and judges. This was true in the Great Commission of the New Testament, when Jesus entrusted the gospel to his original disciples. The disciples were to be the designated experts And he expected the world to take in trust by trusting their words. Okay. (laughs) In fact, God wants us to trust him. That's what God wants us to do. God wants us to trust him. And those that speak his truths, that's what he wants. Just because someone was a king or called themselves a prophet, prophet doesn't mean that we're supposed to trust them. It was Israel that demanded that Saul be king instead of trusting God and and governing them. You know many in the early churches had quote experts that God had to then send disi- uh, disciples and, and others to correct. You know, and wasn't it the, the spiritual experts unquote that put Jesus to death? So to say that we're supposed to trust, because god tells us to trust experts is not a biblical principle all right we are to trust god not just somebody who calls themselves a prophet or calls themselves an expert and he's i think you're going to see later on i think you're going to see that that he he literally contradicts himself on that point a little bit later on all right so we go to video 2 all right video 2 is entitled is the COVID-19 vaccine safe? All right, so that sounds sounds good. Let's let's dig into that. I have not read, and this is him, uh, quote, I have not read for myself any of the underlying scientific research papers on vaccine safety. If I'm honest, when it comes to the actual science behind the vaccine safety, I'm rather, well, ignorant, unquote. Okay, so so to go any further into how the vaccine is safe is just a waste of our time don't you think i mean he is he's he's being right up front here and 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 take this for what it is i i appreciate the fact that he's coming right out and he says I, he doesn't understand any of the research he says he says that that uh, you know even if somebody tried to explain it to him he would he'd be confused within fifteen seconds, so you know I, I I get that and and I understand that. I'm not a medical guy either, okay and he he's saying that he is going to be ignorant when it comes to even people explaining it to him so so if we go any further into the science end of it then then it's just a waste of our time right because he doesn't understand that. well, let's see. he says, quote, "But do we do any of us actually think?" for ourselves in a consistent and complete way. When we go to McDonald's, he says, and order a Big Mac, are we, you know, inspecting for ourselves whether that particular piece of hamburger comes from a healthy cow? That it has been slaughtered in a sanitary fashion? That it, it didn't get contaminated somewhere in the long supply chain? Okay, <laughs> so if I don't know every single thing about something then I'm not thinking for myself is that his point here what a pile of psychobabble that is again he, he goes into his you know God wants us to blindly trust experts unless we know everything about a certain subject routine this is this is ridiculous so so let me give you a few facts so that those that, that want to think for themselves can do so. All right? Here's some facts. A committee of lean, leading experts voted 17 to 4 with one abstention, urging the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to authorize Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for emergency use in the U.S. All right? So here are the Four people who voted no to the Pfizer vaccine. Okay? And I'm going to slaughter some of these names, and I apologize uh, right up front. Alright? <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Uh, Archana Chatterjee, or Chatterjee, Dean of the Chicago Medical School. Dr. David Kim, didn't slaughter that one, who directs the vaccine division at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. A. Ovetta Fuller, a microbiology and African studies professor at the University of Michigan, and Dr. Michael Carrilla, an infectious disease expert at the National Institutes of Health. Now, would you say that all four of those people are experts? I would, I would say they're experts in their field, Definitely just judging by their credentials all right and yet they voted against emergency use of the vi- of the uh, uh, vaccine the, the coronavirus vaccine so it says here we are in uncharted territory there, here's here's these four people and what they said and reason why they voted no we are in uncharted territory with many unknowns the immune system, SARS, uh, COV 2 um, uh, pathogens, the first massive use of an mRNA vaccine for an RNA virus, distribution of a cold storage requiring vaccine. What happens with COVID 19 in uh, immune hosts over time? These are all things that we don't know. These are all things that it is way too early to understand and that's why they voted no okay yes there were 17 others that voted yes but the reason these guys voted no was because we don't know very much about the vaccine yes again i'm not saying that it's not effective i'm not saying that it's harmful what i'm saying is we don't know we don't know and so so to to say that we're supposed to trust the experts and that it's biblical to do so, I think, is a little out of line. All right, so let's go to video three. Maybe it gets better from here. Right? Video three is entitled "Is the COVID vaccine a form of government control?" All right, so that's that. That that's interesting. And let's see what he has to say. He says, "quote all these uh, all these ways in in." in in-person gathering, wearing masks, social distancing—that's what, that's what he's talking about. That the government defined was a necessary for churches was experienced by those churches as a form of control. So, when he—so so I'm stopping here for a second. When he says that we weren't supposed to gather in person, when we weren't supposed to wear masks, when we were supposed to social distance, and all, and, and we couldn't get together, we we could only Zoom church, right? But all these churches had to do that. Well, these churches, they experienced a form of con- uh, ch- uh, church control. So, so I go on. So some churches defined uh, that as government control. These churches insisted on remaining open, often rejected masks, and resisted obeying social distancing guidelines. Okay, so... Maybe we, quote, experienced, and I love how he puts that, maybe we experienced it that way because it was control. I mean, we could could have, I guess, experienced, maybe we could experience control a different way, but we experienced governmental control. The government said you cannot do what God has asked you to do. You cannot meet in person, okay? And and if there was, you know, a, a, a reason that that we couldn't meet together for a short period of time, or whatever, then then, you know, if churches wanted to, then say, okay, well, we'll we'll zoom for the next two weeks or whatever then then that's fine but the government said you cannot meet and and then other governments even said well you can, not only can you not meet uh e- even even if you, if you if you if you do meet a little bit well you know you can't sing and you can't have a worship team and you can't i mean there there's was, there's was so much that 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 there was government control and we experienced it that way because it was government control all right From here, Chang goes into what is necessary. He talks about the distractions from government. The most problematic example of how local governments have distorted what is necessary is found in Nevada, he says, where the state allowed casinos to remain open while denying the same rights to churches. In this case, the state of Nevada clearly deemed it was more necessary for people to gamble together than to worship together. The case reached the Supreme Court where the church actually lost the case five to four. Okay, that's a true story. He says, I believe Christians are fully justified in appropriately challenging how secular governments distort an under, understand understanding of necessity. In the biblical worldview, churches are far more necessary to the well-being of human beings than, than than casinos are now, <laughs> we we agree on that one. all right he talks about overreaction and distortion from the church too there have been cases after cases of churches going beyond appropriately challenging and appropriately challenging secular health authorities via prayer and persuasion and even going beyond legal action instead numerous churches have defied public health regulations outright by meeting in large numbers, not wearing masks, and not maintaining social distancing. Some church leaders have justified these defiances by appealing to Acts 4, where Peter and John continue preaching even though Jewish authorities order them to stop. He says even if one wants to stretch Acts 4 to make it say what it is not necessary uh, to obey public health rules Acts 4 is only one story. All right. <laughs> let me let me say this. If you believe that Acts 4 is just one story in the Bible where God shows us that we can defy government orders, let me give you a few others, all right? Cuz obviously he this this pastor of pastors, this one teaching pastor doesn't know his Bible. And here are some other Stories in the Bible that say the same thing. Exodus 1:15 through17. Hebrew midwives versus infanticide. Daniel 6:10. Daniel ignoring Persian prayer law. Daniel 3:14 through18 refusing to bow down to the image. Joshua 2 rehab, uh, uh, Rahab helps spies escape the government. 1 Samuel 14:45 people insisted Saul uh, and resisted Saul's order to save J- uh, Jonathan 1 Kings 18 uh, Obadiah hid 100 people from from Queen Jezebel 2 Kings 8 verse 18 tw- um, 25 through 27 9 1 through 13 1 Kings 19 1 through 17 Account of assassination uh, of of um, Isaiah by by uh, uh, Jehu, Acts 12, 1 through ten. Peter is rescued from jail, Acts nine twenty five. Paul and, uh, you know Saul escapes the city governor by being lowered down the wall in a basket. Do you want me to go on? I could I could go on, but I don't. Obviously, there's more than one. Story in the Bible that says that it's okay if we defy government orders. All right, let's stop there for now. Uh, I, we're going to have to pick up and and continue on uh, w- with our ne- next podcast. But that gives you a little bit of a taste, and and uh, I appreciate you you listening today. Let's uh, let, let's 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 keep on going with this on the next podcast. And thank you for listening.